0: is the University of Michigan.
1: Touchdown, Michigan! Touchdown, Michigan. A extra pass. And it goes for the win! The 3 pointer by Jordan Poole! Down the sideline! Peoples-Jobs, Welcome to Blue by 90. We are joined today by a couple guys from a podcast divided. We've got Don Thomas and Connor Muldowney here with us, uh, beat writer for Spartan Avenue. Um, so we've got both sides here. We've got an, a, another Michigan man with us and a Spartan with us today. So how are you guys all doing?
2: Great.
3: I'm
2: Nervous. I'm
1: doing wonderful. I'm, <laughs> doing wonderful. I'm, I'm among my brethren. I
3: brought a little redheaded stepchild in here today to, you know, to kind of, <laughs> you know, talk to, talk to the people. So, yeah, you know, so I had to bring him in. So it's, it's going to be, whatever, long this is going to be just pounding on Sparty. That's what we're going to do. All your <laughs> to do <all> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing, man. We're, we're, we're really happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, we, we're all talking about the same thing and, and deal with the same subjects and it's always good to collaborate. You know, we're not competition. We're, we're, we're all doing the same stuff and, it's just getting different voices, and um, we're really happy to be here, and I'm happy to bring Connor and just really just, you know, talk, talk sports, man. Talk about what we love to talk about, what we love to watch. That's it.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I'm pumped to um, hear a little bit about the Spartan side of things. I've been so so entrenched in the hype of Michigan and uh, everything, what it's going to look like this season. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about the other side of it over in uh, East Lansing.
2: It's it's gonna be interesting to hear the Michigan side. I hear from Don, and sometimes he's you know a little bit a little bit biased, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but it's it's gonna be nice to hear some new voices and you know hear from the other side.
1: All right, sounds good. So um, we are in technically we're week three of college football. Right, we've got Big Ten is yeah. coming back. One month from today, here um, and then, but the rest of the of the country kind of has started already. So, what do you guys think of the first couple weeks of um, college football with no fans in some places? Some some were, you know, a quarter filled or something like that. How do you guys feel about all of it?
3: Um, it's it's just interesting. I mean, I think people are approaching this very. Very um, unique time in history. We haven't had anything like this in, in over 100 years since the Spanish flu. I saw a picture of Georgia Tech uh, having the mask on at the games and stuff. So it's kind of a really funny picture. So there's nothing, it's true, there's nothing new under the sun, but at the same time, this is a very unique situation. And I think people are trying to take extra precautions. Um, I don't see why having, I guess, fans spread out. in 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 massive distances i don't see how that would be a problem but i guess some people are i guess a little quicker than others as you can tell um but the number one thing is safety um i'm happy to see college football back and as long as it can be played safely and as long as it can be played in a way in which it's not going to threaten the health of the um the community or the the coaching staff then let's play ball that's kind of how i feel
2: I'm kinda of on the same page. Like it's it's weird not having fans. The energy is kinda of lacking. You kinda of tell the players are trying to hype each other up a little bit more. And uh you see upsets like Louisiana over Iowa State, like stuff like that. Something you would never see if you know the the crowd was there. So it's definitely an interesting time. I'm I'm just glad football's back, like he said. I I would have taken any I would have taken flag football at this point. Um <laughs> it's it's nice to have it back. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. Um I mean, we've seen kind of spots here and there where it's not like that, but hopefully it runs rather smooth smoothly because, you know, this is kind of like everybody's favorite time.
1: And uh, a big thing in the news here in the past few days is Notre Dame's uh, upcoming game this weekend has been canceled. They had seven positive tests um, for their student athletes. So um, what do we think about that? The Big Ten schedule doesn't have any bye weeks to, you know, fill in for any postponed games. Um, so Kalen, what do you think about that? You know, how, how is the the college football world, Notre Dame specifically, and then anybody else going to respond to that?
4: Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, especially a big program like Notre Dame, right. That gets national notoriety. Everybody knows them and they're forced to cancel their games. I mean, that's huge. Um, I mean, they play in the ACC right now, so they're irrelevant. So I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's definitely something that like, you know, in terms of the Big Ten play, we definitely have to be aware of. Right. Um, I have no idea what we're going to do if if uh, we end up postponing a game.
1: Yeah, it might just be, you know, pretty much done. Um, and possibly, you know, they did have some fans in the game or some fans in the stadium at Notre Dame. So maybe, you know, Notre Dame goes the rest of the season without fans. Who knows? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a very interesting situation. And I just think it really, it comes to a point of, of course, you can't control every single situation, but much of it really comes to personal responsibility for these players. Um, and really, and also the, the fan and also the administration and the people that are, are governing it to make sure that these players aren't being, that they're not situations and, and people coming around that haven't been tested, that haven't gone through the protocol. So that's number one. And Number two, when they leave the football facility, it's it's really, really important to make sure that these, these players exercise personal responsibility um, and just, hey, I know we like to party, I know we like to hang, I know we like to go to certain certain places and do certain things, but um, right now you've got to kind of put that on the back burner and making sure that you're able to play football and while you know doing what you can to continue to practice social distancing um, outside of the place. But once you're inside, everyone's tested, everyone's good, then fine. But outside, you've got to make sure that you're doing whatever you can to do. So, yeah.
1: And, and so the Big Ten has put in pretty strict protocol. So hopefully we can get, you know, hopefully everyone, uh, you know, adheres to those guidelines and we can get a full eight-game season. I say full eight-game season. That's like an oxymoron. But um, hopefully <laughs> we can get through it here. And, and let's jump into it with the Big Ten here. Mm-hmm. Um, so some predictions on the season. Let's take a look at what we've got here with this eight, eight-game schedule. Um, I'm going to get it out of the way right away. I'm assuming we're all going to predict that Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. Are we all in agreement with that? I'm. It yeah. sucks to <laughs> say it, but I, I don't know. I'm. I mean, it. It. It hasn't uh, looked any different for the past what five years. So yeah. It.
3: It's. Man.
1: It just, <laughs> it just right now it just is what it is. Um,
3: as a fan, I'm at a point where I'm at a point where just I, I can't predict it until I see it until I see Michigan actually go out there and make it happen because there have been a couple times where we've had chances. Of course, I don't, I don't want to bring up the JT was short. Yeah. I just brought up the JT was short. You know, <laughs> and we'll bring
1: that up forever until yeah, we do yeah it's,
3: it's, it's just, man, that was Dr.
1: so Hop- that- how, how annoying is that? As a Spartan fan, that we, that's all we talk about.
2: It, you get used to it after a while. I feel like it, for as many times as you see in trouble with the snap, I feel like it's it's fair yeah. for how much you guys bring that up. It's fair. It's fair. That's true. That's
4: true. Now, from an outsider looking in, is that a reasonable perspective? Was
1: JT short? Oh, that's a great question.
2: That's tough. Um, I've seen so many like videos, and it's been like doctored videos and like the line like all that i've seen everything and it's so hard to tell i think it's like so close that you can't say definitively one way or another that he was or was not short it's it's so close it's like the worst possible way to lose which like i if i if i was in your guys shoes like yeah i'd probably be saying the same thing till the day i died but i i can't i mean it's a very political answer. Game. Yeah, yeah great put running Come for president. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I don't know. That's that's tough. I'll be I'll be waffling. I'll be a waffling flake here. I I can't say one way or another. I don't know. We'll just say uh, it was a good game. Good game.
1: <laughs> I hope <laughs> both teams had fun.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. right. Um. So so getting past Ohio State, which nobody has been able to do for the past five years, it seems like. Um. Jack, let's start it off with you. You know, who would you pick to win the East, and then who are you going to pick to win the West um, uh, for the Big Ten season, the shortened season here?
0: I mean, I think Ohio State, unless all of this Michigan hype is is lived up to, um, I don't think anybody's touching Ohio State unless that's the case. Um, I think the West got to be Minnesota, right? They've got their returning favorite Tanner Morgan's back. Rashad Bateman decided to come back, um, and I think that'll make for a very exciting uh big 10 championship game
1: okay and then caitlin who would you say you know outside of ohio state who has the best chance at taking over the east
4: Mm, that's tough yeah (laughs) i mean i'm gonna go straight homer right i mean if we can beat ohio state let's go right I mean they're, it's literally them and that's what's stopping us yeah
0: yeah I mean what 2018 and 2019 2016 right we're right there it's just Ohio yeah. State is just too good <laughs> just too
3: yeah good. I mean I mean and we're we're pretty much alternate with Wisconsin and Penn State you know with and and the thing is um, uh, Paul Chris or James Franklin neither of them have won a game inside the big house as head coach so I mean they both got to come here even though the they're not gonna have many fans and all that. I mean it's it's gonna be really, really um interesting situations. But yeah. Um basically it's Ohio State. If hopefully we can have like a nineteen fifty snowball um type weather down there where it's just it's just mad chaos. I don't care if we win three to two. We won and we're going to end. and and I'm going I'm probably gonna have the funniest I'll probably have the funniest reaction video if we win. So, yes.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> We're waiting it's go- for it.
3: It's going to be Etta James at last playing with me <laughs> with me screaming at the top of my lungs. Is what it's be. Yep. Oh. <laughs>
1: love it. Love it. Um, and then I'll go to you, Connor. So, who who could possibly be the surprise team of the Big Ten this year?
2: Surprise team. I mean, you got teams like Illinois or Indiana. Indiana is probably one of the best teams that nobody really talks about. Yeah. And it's been like this every year. Like everybody overlooks Indiana. They always play someone tough that they're not supposed to play tough. Um, they always like come so close to an upset. I know they've done it to Michigan. They've done it to Michigan State. I think they almost. I don't know if it was Ohio State one year, but either way, like they're they're on the right track. They're going in the right direction. If there's a team that's just going to shock everybody, I think it would be Indiana. Honestly, um, they just have all the pieces in their quarterback, uh, Michael Penix. He's he's the real deal. We
1: we couldn't figure how to say his last name i'm just think, no,
2: i'm just assuming i'm assuming i think it's
1: penang maybe i don't know okay i, think, I don't think it's yeah. Penix. i don't no, know now i want some pasta michael p
2: michael p yeah you
1: said you said penang
3: and now i want me some pasta man i'm hungry man. <laughs> <laughs> See, i'm fat and i'm hungry We so got Don hungry
1: over here already. <laughs> <laughs> um and then i'll throw this out to anybody if you've got it um who who out, what team out there could possibly be a disappointment this year maybe they've got a little hype um and then they end up probably below the bar i mean
0: obviously i think michigan is right exactly there. Like we're we're setting ourselves up everybody is putting this hype out there i know i'm one of those guys just to hope that we're right but if if we're wrong then michigan is just going to be the biggest disappointment of the 2020 season
4: so be- i sorry um Well, I was watching game day and that hype wasn't there from anyone else but us. Right. Like we're excited. (laughs) But but the rest of the media is just like, yeah, Michigan, they can't get it done. And they have some new quarterback. We'll see. And the team that I really hear them hyping up is Penn State. They keep going like James Franklin. He's really proven himself. And this new Penn State team, they're going to really go for it. And I'm like, who do they have? I literally don't know anybody on Penn State anymore.
1: Especially yeah. with,
0: like, a Parsons sitting out.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. and, and we'll see about that. Well, I I know James Franklin, I, on game day, he was, like, petitioning for Parsons to come back. Um, we'll see about Penn State. I mean, <laughs> and he's clapping like Brady Hope. So, um, has, has there been a more Michigan offseason than this year of just hyping the hell out of a new QB that we haven't even seen yet? Connor, I mean, I know that you... You probably like same old shit every year. you know. <laughs> is it the same exact thing? I think it's even more so than any other year, honestly.
2: For sure. It's like uh, looking at it from an outsider's perspective, it, it seems like it's like rinse repeat every single time you guys look for like every Day. single time. <laughs> yeah, it is it's like Groundhog Day. And like it goes back to the first one I can really remember being like totally out of control was Tate Forcier. And he had like this. Hot start to the season, and it was just like Tate for Heisman. Like, like three games into the year, like yeah. this dude has, has done nothing special. He's played against cupcakes, and then he gets put in his place. I think Joe Milton is better. Of a, like, he's a better quarterback. He has more pure talent than most of the other quarterbacks that have had this type of hype. I thought Shea Patterson had a lot of talent, but I think there's just something different. Like, it's it's a hardball recruit. We don't really know what like a hardball recruit quarterback can do. He he has he looks like a Cam Newton. He's just huge, and if he has the cannon that everybody says he has, and if he works on his accuracy, I don't want to play against him. So I mean, there's there's a good reason to be hyped, but like Heisman talk, like let's settle it down for a second.
1: <laughs> well, absolutely. The the good thing is that it we can't have a September Heisman this year because we don't play <laughs> in the month of September. So <laughs> that is good news. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the one team that we didn't, we haven't brought up yet is Michigan state. Um, and so we'll go into our second down topic here, um, with a little Michigan state preview. So, um, you know, moving on from D'Antonio, um, you know, that's a big deal, but D'Antonio was there for quite some time, had a hell of a run of success. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's kind of similar to Michigan basketball a little bit. When Michigan basketball moved down from B line to a brand new coach, you know, young guy, kind of hype. You know, um, Juwan Howard a little bit different with, uh, um, you know, more notoriety, I'd say. But still, he didn't have much uh, head coaching experience and either does Mel Tucker. So what's it going to look like? What will look different under Mel Tucker uh, since uh, D'Antonio has left the program?
2: I think, I mean, you guys noticed over the last couple of years. Whenever you saw Michigan State play, even when they played Michigan, there was just no energy. Like last year's game, I mean, I think State scored the first touchdown with seven nothing, and then there's all this false hope. And then the second Michigan took the lead, it was just like they just gave up. And that was like that's when you kind of knew that D'Antonio was his run was over, and he was kind of one foot out the door. He was already thinking about it. He might not have said that he was thinking about it, but he was definitely thinking about it. Um but I think like that energy will be back. I don't think they're going to be super competitive right away, but I also don't think you're going to see them quitting in games like they did in 2019. They did in 2018 a little bit, but that Michigan game was like probably the most other than the Illinois comeback loss was like the most unacceptable loss I've ever went. Like they just, there was just no fire. And I think that's, Tucker has been big on that and like, everybody's been pr- like preaching on Tucker being this fiery coach. who's bringing all this energy. And I think that's like the main thing. And I think that's what they need.
1: And so you guys, you guys were all saying kind of before we hopped on here, you're excited to hear about the MSU stuff. Do you guys have any questions for Connor regarding MSU right now?
0: I mean, I guess my thing is, is Rocky Lombardi, is he going to be the quarterback and, or like what, what's who, what's the QB situation there? I mean, it's Rocky as good as I mean, I feel like he had a lot of hype last year, but I didn't really see it. But obviously, you're you're a Sparty guy, so you have more insight than I do. Um, I guess. What's your view on the QB situation?
2: I've never really been on the the Rocky hype train. Okay. Um, <laughs> year one, like when he got that start against Purdue, I think it was 2017 when they had that. No, it was 2018. He had that start against Purdue. He they won. He threw for like 300 yards. Purdue's defense was just atrocious. But like that that was the game. Everybody's like, okay, this is the guy. We're gonna move forward. with This guy. The work, he was just like out of it. His shoulder wasn't anything. Then we saw that the dude had no accuracy. He threw, you know, rockets at guys five feet away from him. He threw like Tebow passes basically all the time. Um, pro Tebow, not college Tebow. <laughs> and I mean, I hate to hate on a kid because I think that like he has talent, Like he could probably excel at a different position, like tight end or or linebacker. But I, I don't see him sticking as a starter if he starts the season that way but i think that theo day is the guy that we're gonna like look for um he's a, he's got size six five like two let's say 220 he's got size he's the biggest quarterback on the team good arm he's an athlete he can you know fit ball in tight spaces i think that he's he should be the guy to beat out but you know i wouldn't be surprised if rocky won the job from day one and then lost it eventually
1: so, so Don, you've heard Connor talk on your own podcast and other places. What have you heard him most excited for about Michigan State's new football coach or team or anything else?
3: He honestly, Connor's just excited that he doesn't have to deal with the D'Antonio stuff every week. Um, he's, <laughs> he's really excited. The new, he's just, Connor's excited about the new energy that um, Mel Tucker has brought. Um, because the number one thing that they can change this year, because like I said, I, because of them doing this, I pay more attention to Michigan State. But one thing I think they can they can really change this year, even if their record doesn't reflect it, is their attitude. If you have an attitude change, even like I said, even if you lose, you know, even if you lose by thirty points to an Ohio State or a Michigan or a Penn State, you know, if you're not if you're not quitting, if you if the effort is there for sixty minutes, you know, you can you can build on it. Because the thing about it is you can't coach effort, and you can't coach. You can't coach effort. You can't coach attitude. You can't coach want to, but you can coach the X's and O's. And so, and for some of the players. They're, those are guys that are developmental that are going to get better as time goes along. But as for other players, they're just not good, and it's just going to be a thing they're they're of They're going to have to do right now until we get better players in here. So, it's it's really a, it's a mixed bag for Michigan State right now. But right now, but I think, but just to answer your question, I think Connor's more excited about the new attitude and new perspective, and really just have just it being a fresh start.
2: Did, did I get that right, Connor? Absolutely. Pull that bandaid off and get into a new era. That's like, it, it just was so worn out at the end. And I hate to say that because D'Antonio had such a good run. Yeah. But like those last two years, just like the whole fan base was just depleted and deflated, just everything. It was just, it was time to move on. And I think, you know, better to do it that way than get fired and kind of ruin your legacy.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I do want to talk about D'Antonio's legacy a little bit because, I have a lot of Spartan friends out there and they are, you know, through and through D'Antonio, he, he was a God at at Michigan state. He came in to a program that hadn't done, you know, anything on the national level for a really long time and took them to the top. And so, but, but it's kind of this awkward exit, right? And so how, how does the fan base feel about that? You know, I know that Michigan fans hate d'antonio with a passion <laughs> you know partly because he was so good uh, partly because he's a dick um and, and 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 he beat the shit out of michigan a lot so he he so did. so from the from the michigan state fan base though with this awkward exit where it was like you you saw that you know that no energy type of team that he had never had before and it was time to go he felt like he was kind of pushed out does the fan base still – is he still that, you know, legacy-type guy um, where it, the, his previous, you know, 10-plus years are are enough to hold that up?
2: I think the legacy was tarnished a little bit. Um, it sucks to say because, you know, like, like you said, everything he's done for the program was, you know, unprecedented for the 21st century. He, nobody since, like, the 60s had had that kind of success at Michigan State. And to see him – I don't want to say mailed in because I don't think that he did that. I just think that he was worn down and he tried to, like, he was trying to piece everything together and it just wasn't sticking. And, you know, 2017, he had that comeback year and everybody's like, okay, this is this is like the start of, like, his second run. And until 2018 happened, we're like, okay, we we'll let just give him another chance to switch the coaching staff around. And last year, and then to, like, leave after signing day, kind of like no press conference, kind of like no emotion about it didn't seem like it was a big deal to him i don't know if it was uh you know an ad and him had a riff or something i don't know but it, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and i think right now it's like it's kind of still like a fresh wound and i think mm. two or three four years down the line people are gonna be like okay d'antoni was great like he had his legacy is like still intact the last couple of years were bad you know we can move on, especially if the program keeps rising like if Tucker doesn't have a problem winning with his players, then people will forget faster but if if, if the program just like bottoms out and we see like two, three win seasons now, then uh it's it's going to be rough. The wound is going to be it's it's going to take a while, but i Absolutely. I think he's always going to have a legacy, but it, it definitely took a hit with those last two years
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, it, and it's tough to see, even as a Michigan fan, you know, I still, I hate him, but I respect him. He, he was legit. I think he's, you know, he got some crap that he didn't deserve, especially with some of these allegations. You know, some of them were kind of off the wall. And, yeah. and so I, I think that's, you know, that's a tough one to wear as well. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just, it was just this awkward exit after an unbelievable run. Um, so it, it, it's, it's tough. I bet for a lot of those Spartan fans out there who really, you know, praised him for, for 10 plus years. So, um, all right, enough with the Michigan state talk here, let's move to the real team. Let's talk about Michigan. The real team. Um,
4: we, we'll go to, we'll go to third
1: down here. Um, Michigan preview Michigan's offense. Um, Kalen, start us off here. Is the Joe Milton hi- hype real or, or no?
4: It's always hard to say if hype is real, right? Because it's hype. But, I mean, you just look at the kid and your jaw hits the floor. You're just like, dude, I I just whipped out my Xbox controller and made a real-life QB on the field. (laughs) Like, what is there to not like? So, I mean, the kid's got a cannon. He's freaking 6'5", 243. I mean, like, he's literally, like, bigger than an NFL lineman. Or linebacker, sorry. Linebacker. Uh so I mean like what's not to like there. For me, Joe's <laughs> slinging it all over the field. So let's go.
1: Yep. Love it. Don. Don, give us some more insight there.
3: Um right now it's 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 Joe time, is what I call it. Um he's waited his turn. Um, you know, he came in from high school. He didn't come from the most polished offensive background from a standpoint of this the the complexities of the scheme. So college was Joe was a big learning curve for him. Um, so and and he's developed. He's worked his tail off. He's listened. Um, you know, you know Shay Patterson is you know of course he's a close friend of mine and knows family. met Joe's family through through Shay's family. Then um, the really the main thing is Joe is he's asked a lot of questions. He's humble. Um, he's really waited his term. He's he's never even really thought about transferring. And that's another thing. He's he's been committed to the task because he knew and he was confident in his abilities, and he just really just kept working. So um, it's really Joe time. Uh, when I was on the golf course um, last month with Shay, Shay just raved about how just unbelievably God talented that that Joe Milton is. He's just like oh he's gonna be so good so and he, he's worked hard he's listened he's just he's just the, he's the consummate leader um i think what we need to do right now he i, I believe he's going to be great but i think we need to really temper expectations just to make sure that we're not putting some putting too much bullying this thing too much before he, he develops and so what i'm saying is he's going to be great but we need to let him be great and develop in his own time so
1: so i'll, I'll ask this too so um what could we what what could be the problem with joe milton coming out here anybody can jump in
4: obviously the accuracy right i mean that's one big thing that uh you know we've all talked about is his inaccuracy um even if he fixed that though i mean there's always i think don touched on a really important topic right that our expectations are through the roof right we expect you know Pat Mahomes to come out there and win the Super Bowl for us. And that's not what it, you know, it's going to take time. So I, I think that's a good, uh, a good analogy.
0: Yeah. I think, I think just going off of with Don and Kalen said, um, I mean, obviously I'm a part of this. I love getting hyped up for the season, having these yes. high expectations for these quarterbacks. And then, you know, we were like, why is this not happening? But we're putting these expectations out there when this kid is just, he's in college and he's working, he's trying to get to be where the point is going to be. But, uh, the thing that makes me really excited about Milton is we know the talent was there. We've always known that was there. He's always had the size, the athletic ability. It was the question marks with accuracy, leadership, knowing the playbook. And according to the coaches and everybody around him, it sounds like all those have been taken care of. So yes. that's why I'm really excited for it. I mean, he's able to put touch on the ball now. Apparently, throwing seventy yard dimes down the field to the receivers. So I'm, I'm. It's hard for me not to get hyped up. But I hate that I do this to to these kids, when you know they they're just trying to go out there and play football. And if we they don't play perfectly to the expectations that we create for them, then it's a disappointment. So, I I need to I need to stop that. But I, I am very excited
1: <laughs> for Joe right here. I think yeah. he's going to
0: do an amazing job.
1: I agree. I, I, well, I agree. go ahead, Don.
3: I just said I agree. I, I think Joe's going to do great things for Michigan. Um, I just think, I think the, well, I'm kind of expounding on what I was saying earlier. We just need to not put the issues of the last 15 years on his shoulders because right. if we do that, then, you know, if, if something does go sideways, if we beat everyone by 30 points and lose to Ohio state, then we're not blaming number five, you know, that, that's, that's what we need to make sure that we're doing. We need to make sure, like I said, just let him grow, develop, come along in his own time. That, that's what we need to do as fans. And, and I, think I think another
0: big thing for, for Joe too, we mentioned this in the previous episode is now he doesn't have Dylan McCaffrey staring down his back. Just like if he has a bad set of downs, like he really kind of knows that this is going to be his team where he, you know, he, he has the freedom and he's able to, you know, be the leader out there. And then he knows he's the go-to guy. He doesn't have to worry about getting pulled. Can, can I let y'all in on a secret? Yeah. I uh, love it. Yes.
3: Dylan was never staring down Joe's back. <laughs> He was ne- he was never staring down nobody's back. You don't think leave- so. No, I'll leave it at that. He wasn't. <laughs> Man, um, not even.
0: Not see, even Shay? No. Last last year. No.
3: Wow. No, it was all a. It was all a. Um, we'll just we'll just say it was. Um, it was. You know. Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of. A, it was for. It was to keep up appearances, and I'll leave it at that.
1: Interesting.
3: Yeah,
1: it it is. It is interesting because from some of the people that I talked to um, inside Schembechler was like last year, even though Shea was the starting quarterback, Dylan looked like he was the most talented guy in um, in Beckler. So that was what I was hearing, um, which made sense to me because although Shea was great, he, you know, he didn't have the best arm. I do think he had the best leadership. And he and he was that guy for that reason. But I could see the the two guys behind him probably had more talent um, just strictly from a talent perspective. So it is interesting to hear that. And, and, and I do think the biggest thing for Joe is going to be to come up, live up to the hype, not squander in, you know, a, a first first week game at Minnesota. Like, again, as fans, we do have to be OK if he doesn't make every throw in game one on the road at Minnesota, right? Agreed. So as Michigan fans, the best quarterback is the backup quarterback at all times, right? That's the thing. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so, so, but I do think, as Jack said, it does help with Dylan not there now that not as many people are going to be calling for Cade McNamara to jump in right Right. away if Joe has a, a bad set of downs.
4: Can we talk about that, too, real quick? Because yeah. I read an article today hyping up Cade, saying, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Cade has been making some throws that make you go, wow. <laughs> so the backup quarterback hype has already started. The only reason I'll never Scott be Connard on just the is Cade. rolling his
0: eyes. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> it's I just can't. so typical of <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah, I mean, um, of course, another bias source. Um, it's, it's actually a funny story. I... Um, I, I i play i, I played competitive wiffle ball in the past um and um and so i played with Cade's youngest brother um now I, mean, I, I can't believe his name's literally slipped my mind jake mcnamara he's was, he was a junior in high school in nashville and i played a wiffle ball tournament with him he had Cade's shirt on so i talked to him and he told me that you know they told Cade that you're in the running this is back in june i was shocked to hear that i'm like really brother <laughs> and so, and so hearing so hearing that um, is not a seeing that article is not a surprise. Um, Kate's talented, um, just from what I've heard. You know, Kate is someone that would, would need an established offensive line and, and running game to really, you know, really sit, c- cut his teeth. Um, but it sounds like we're, we're we have that with the with the backfield. I don't get ahead of ourselves with the backfield that we have returning. Um, we've got you know um, we've got a pretty much a new offensive line, but talented. Huge offensive line That's going to catch on sooner rather than later So it's going to be interesting But it's good that there's competition Because you know a, Really a rising tide lifts all boats And like I said I, I wish If McCaffrey stayed it's still Competition so it's still going to make the Quarterback room better it's just You're going to have you know it's just unfortunately Someone's going to be left out in the cold So it is what it is
2: yeah.
4: And Jack will tell us about the real backup Right
0: Dan Valarie
4: He's, <laughs> number, four.
0: he's number four under harbaugh for a reason Just wait. he'll get his time he'll get his chance
3: yeah i, I like yeah. he's kind of he's a, he's a diamond in the rough you know so i'm interested to see what he looks like in game action because he was he was he's he very lightly recruited but he had but he you look watching him on film, he has some little tools like, mm,
0: He he's all right
3: he, yeah. he, he he might have been one of those guys that you know you go went to an fcs school blew it up and then he's drafted in the second or third round, and then all of a sudden you hear the do 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 and then and then, his, and then Dan Vallari pops up. I love Connor. I have it, Connor the
0: whole time. I've never <laughs> heard of this man's name, he's and,
2: and he's being hyped up as a second-round draft pick.
3: <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just saying. I know,
2: I, know, I get what you're saying. I'm like, I'm never...
3: See, this is, this is what I got to deal with, Nick. Connor is looking at me like... I'm just saying he could have he could have been if he what went to a, a smaller school.
1: But, that yeah. couldn't have been more classic right there. All of a sudden, <laughs> we went from Joe Milton to our third-string quarterback being an NFL draft pick within, like, 30 seconds. That was incredible.
2: That was Michigan hype right there, like in a 30-second <laughs> clip right there. There you go.
1: Oh, that was amazing. That was yeah.
0: amazing. Oh, man.
2: Uh, yeah, so, like it.
3: But I definitely can understand how me,
2: me, and Justin had
3: different because different people can have different takes and different opinions. So you know, your folks had you know saw what they saw. My folks saw what they saw. It is what it is. I mean, it it, it had whatever happened happened, and now we got to move on.
1: Yep, for sure, for sure. And the in the one big part of it all is this these pieces being in Josh Gattis's offense, mm-hmm. right? Um, the speed and space. You know, we in in the hype is not. I will say the this is one year where the hype is not just coming from the fans. Josh Gaddis has gotten in front of reporters and hyped up his own players a lot and, and and the players have been hyping up each other too. so we've we've seen you know Giles Jackson and all these all these other guys talking about how good joe milton is and 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 then they're they're talking about each other here in the wide receiver room. um Josh Gaddis said that uh, just the other day. This is one of the most impressive receiver rooms he's ever been a part of, which says a lot because he was at Alabama when they had Jerry Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. So what? I don't think, you know, if they can live up to the hype of four first-round draft picks possibly, that'd be incredible. But um, let's keep the expectations a little bit low. What do we think about the speed and space and Josh Gaddis in week two now, though? Kaylen, go for
4: it. Um. Well, I guess week two we're playing. Uh, sorry, MSU. I mean,
1: sorry, year two. I mean.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, year two. I mean, honestly, I think it looks freaking great. I mean, the biggest thing is just not having Nico Collins, right? Because if you have Joe with a big arm and Nico who's like huge, that that story writes itself. But now it gets a little bit more technical. Uh, we got some really fast receivers. We got a running back room that's, you know, deeper it's than the Marianas insane. Trench. And yeah. so, I mean, honestly, let's go. Yeah. Um, so the hype kind of writes itself with speed and space.
1: And so, Don, I'll ask you this, too. So we've got the running backs. We've got the wide receivers. The, the question mark in Josh Gaddis's offense is that offensive line. Mm-hmm. But, but. Ed Warner has proven himself yes. to develop players that, on that offensive line. So, uh, do you do you think that he'll do it one more time, or is this going to be maybe a step back on this offensive line? Absolutely, I think. Um,
3: I really believe he will. I mean, he did it at Ohio State. I'm um, still kind of shocked that they let him go. You know, but, I mean, one man's treasure, another man's treasure. He really turned it around. Um, that Notre Dame game in 2018 was a was a, was a complete debacle that I happened to be at. Uh, but I you was there as well, it wasn't yeah. fun. But yeah. I mean, I thought I thought throw John run Jr. on the scrap heap. But as t- but yeah. as the season went along, it's just and like last year, like they, they were just solid. And um, and really put all four draft eligible players in the in the NFL, not only put them in the league but got him drafted. So I really believe that we will that we will do something with the offensive line. I think um Ryan Hayes, I think um, uh, that experience that he got when last year when John was out is really gonna help him. He's a he's a load, um a 6'7", or the six, seven, six eight. Um Chuck Big Chuck Filiega, he's been waiting, he's a fourth year junior. It's kind of now or never for him. He's gonna get that start. I believe it's left guard or right guard. Um and, I, and of course having Jalen back is, is big. you know Jalen came back. Um, I spoke with uh, Jalen's um, uncle Chad. Um, Jalen he, 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 he wanted to come back to play with his brothers. So that was like I, I got to play with my brothers. I know the NFL's out here and all this, he had a lot of voices and a lot of different things pulling at him, but I got to come play with my brothers and that's why he's here and he's he's gonna come back and ready to play. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna take a couple of weeks at least, for them, I think to gel, but once they do, I think I think it's going to be downhill from there. And now, now you have a healthy Zach Charbonnet along with. I don't mean to go in the running backs, but you have a healthy Charbonnet, Haskins, um, Chris Evans out of the backfield. That was that was a missed element last year, having that having some, have someone like him. And then I think Blake Corms that that's that rabbit speed back that I think we've been missing yeah. for a while.
1: Uh, and then it sounds like Andrew Vistardis, our guy, uh, Madison Euden's boyfriend, former, hey! former guest of our pod. Uh, hey! she, he he has the C on his chest. He's gonna be a captain, and he's got a really good shot at being the starting center. So um that it won't it'll be a, a lack of experience, but a not a lack of. Veterans, you know, all these guys have been around the program. They just haven't been it gotten that game experience. So I I think that that helps at least that it's not fresh meat. You know, as far as freshmen and sophomores, it's guys that have been around, but they just haven't gotten that game experience. So I think that helps. Um, But let let's move on uh, to our fourth down. Um, Let's talk about the state of the Michigan and, and Michigan State rivalry here. Obviously, we've got Don and Connor here from the a podcast divided in um, both sides of the rivalry here. So it was lopsided for 10 years towards MSU, right? And now it's been pretty lopsided for the last five towards Michigan. What do you guys think will happen in the next 10 years? We, you can go five to 10 years here. We'll start with Connor.
2: That's tough. That's, uh, <laughs> You've got a lot hard. of question it's, marks on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It's hard with the state of the program. Like, Putting in a new coach, Um, you know, I know when Harbaugh was hired, you guys were, you guys probably had a lot of hype, but you probably were like, okay, we're still getting dominated by Michigan State. Like, is he going to actually turn around? And year one, you, I mean, the loss, and you're just like, you know, are we ever going to beat them again? Like that, I I feel like that's going to be the feeling if State loses this year and like if they lose next year, it's going to be like, we're we're probably just never going to beat them again. So... (laughs) The rivalry, like we're always gonna be uh, heated rivals. That's, that's not a question. But the the co- competitiveness, as long as it's not like last year, as long as it's like an actual decent game until you know final couple minutes. Like maybe there's a pull away touchdown late or something like that. Um, as long as it's not forty four to ten, I'm so sick of hearing that. By the way, forty four to ten, then you know th- the rivalry is gonna live on. It, it it's. It's tough to tell, like I, we nobody knows how good Tucker's going to be, like as a head coach, you know, at Michigan State this is, we, we've seen him one season as a head coach. Um, but I think we're going to know pretty early on. I think this year is actually going to be a decent indicator of the direction of it, but like if I were to put a guess right now, I'd be like, yeah, Michigan's probably going kind of you know not dominate, but they're probably going to own us for the next you know however many years.
1: Jack, what do you think?
0: I mean, yeah, I think it's, you know, we had, you know, 10 years previously, then Michigan State had, uh, or Michigan State had the 10 years previous with D'Antonio when they were hot going to the Rose Bowl, and then we've had the last five. I think, especially with Sparty getting a new head coach, you know, D'Antonio leaving them in pretty rough spot, I think, you know, Michigan will have the upper hand for the next five years or so, but I think it'll get competitive again. I mean, it's not like, I feel like Michigan-Michigan State rivalry, it's more of a rivalry. I hope nobody gets too upset about this. But it's more of a rivalry than the Michigan Ohio State rivalry because it's actually back and forth. It goes back and forth. I would love to see Ohio State game one, Michigan State game twelve. Let's switch it up. I would it'd be a more <laughs> fun game, I think, for Michigan and Michigan State fans to end of the end the year on. Um to get out but the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. Get game one out of the way. There'd be a, yeah. a lot of hype in the beginning of the season for that. I think that'd be a fun game. Um but yeah, I love I love where Michigan's at in the rivalry right now. Like I said, I think we'll have the next five years or so, but then I think I think it'll be competitive after that.
1: Go for it, Don. Keep keep it rolling. Absolutely, yeah. I
3: think um, it's a better question to answer in the next two to three years um, because we we really don't have really any any point of reference for Mel Tucker's Michigan State teams and what they're going to be like. Um, at the same time, I'm just going to kind of project somewhat of what I know about Mel Tucker and um, just you know demographically and things of that nature. I really believe that Mel Tucker' is going to have Michigan State very competitive sooner rather than later. That's just how I feel. Reason being is because Mel Tucker is from the Midwest. Um, he's able to go into those homes. And really relate to to these families, you know, of course it doesn't, and it doesn't hurt him that he is a black man, um, especially with the current climate going on in our country. I think he'll be able to go in there and really convince that, Hey, I'm going to take care of your, it's all called the crazies. I'm going to take care of your baby and i think he's going to go in there and i think he's going to do what dantonio did by g- getting those lower profile recruits who have something to prove and i believe he'll he's going to he's also going to surprise some folks and get some steals and with that and i think he'll and i believe he'll infuse some attitude into these guys as well um just for like he, he ran a top-ranked defense at georgia so he's got attitude he's so naturally defensive coordinators defensive coaches are motivators and i think he'll be able to get the best out of them so it's going to be very competitive very are going to give us a a, a really hard shot sooner rather than later, but if I had said for right now where Harbaugh is in year six, having the level of recruits especially with his offense going into year two with the personnel and Don Brown is continuing to tinker with things on the defensive end uh, I would have to say Michigan would have the upper hand over the next ten years but Michigan State is not going to make it easy. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and so what it It's uh, Michigan has three out of the last four, I believe. Correct. And and so Michigan state had eight out of 10 previously. Right. I actually believe that it might go eight of 10 in the other in Michigan's favor now uh, going for the next, you know, six or so years. So I could see them going five and one with, you know, I I do think Mel Tucker, it's going to be a new energy. Sometimes when teams (laughs) come out with a brand new coach, it's like they might play for this guy in a different way. And there's, there's something to say about that. Um, I'll ask this to Kalen here. When do you think the next time Michigan State will be Michigan in football is?
4: Well, I think actually Don made a good point that, um, you know, part of the culture at Michigan State is that chip on the shoulder. You know, I'm here to prove something. And I think if Mel Tucker can really strike that vein, I think he's totally you know, hit the nail on the head. We might see that win from MSU sooner rather than later. Uh, but as of right now, I mean, what do they say, right? It's not X's and O's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. Yep. And Michigan has the Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, I don't see it happening that soon.
1: Connor, Connor, what's your prediction? Unbiased opinion.
2: Unbiased? I would say, like, actually I don't give us bi- give us the bias. I, I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> i don't think it's, there's been a lot of talk about this year like being the year where state could sneak up and you know surprise Michigan. i don't see it happening this year next year i would say 2022 at the early at the very earliest like 2022 2023 would be like the first win i think for tucker if he's you know sticking around still that's a fair assessment. And
3: if they win this year, then our podcast was over. I, I'm I'm taking the maze of Blue out of the podcast because I can't show my face. So I'll, have no, I'll have nothing to say to anybody. Fair. Fair. It's going, like, like if that happens, like we all Michigan Twitter, we all gotta just take cover and mm-hmm. let and oh, let Sparty yeah. and let the Sparty trolls like Zanjo and all of them folk come out and, and just <laughs> rain.
0: Oh, take that'll cover. Be brutal.
3: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it'll happen this year. Like, I think I think three to five years will be their their next best shot. And I mean, I hope it never happens again. But hey, it's due to ha- it's due it's due to happen again. It's like you know, a hurricane or a tornado hitting somewhere. It's, it's just you hate you don't want it to happen, but you know it's gonna happen. You gotta you gotta brace yourself for it. So it is what it is.
1: I I think if if Michigan State were to beat Michigan this year in football, that would probably be the end of Harbaugh. Harbaugh's tenure. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be the straw as far as rivals go. If you can't beat Mel Tucker in year one, after you know, with the talent so lopsided, that that would be the the string you know that most Michigan fans would pull.
3: But if if somehow he we lose that game, you know, and then we probably beat Ohio State, it'll be Dumb and Dumber with with Harry <laughs>
0: and totally <laughs> redeemed. <irritating. laughs> yep. Yep. Hundred percent.
3: <laughs> so yeah but yeah it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's
1: gonna let, be, no matter, let, go ahead I said no matter what it's gonna be fun that's all I had to say yeah yeah um let me ask one more question to you Connor about about Michigan State here you know as far as Mel Tucker goes were you that whole hiring was very odd too you know he he came out and said no I'm Colorado through and through and then two days later, he was Michigan State's head coach. Um, what you know? I've heard some people excited about him. Um, I've heard some people not so excited about him. How do you feel about Tucker? You know, coming in and is that the right guy for Michigan State? Should they have you know tried elsewhere? They did try elsewhere and, and kind of came up short with um, you know some guys, uh, Cincinnati's coach and uh, with Fickle couple other guys is Tucker is Tucker you know could he be the guy is he a right the right fit there at Michigan State
2: first of all money money always talks so you know when he said no I'm sure the offer wasn't quite as good um but when they're offering double double your salary to move back kind of closer to home and you know away from a you know dumpster fire that's Colorado's program then like you you leave um (laughs) do I think it was the right hire um yeah, I don't think it was their number one option, obviously, like you said. I think Luke Fickle was always that guy. Even when D'Antonio retired, it was like the first person that came to mind was Luke Fickle. Because I think that there was there were rumors going around that Fickle wanted the state job. He wanted to replace D'Antonio whenever he retired, which clearly, you know, didn't come true. Those weren't real rumors. Um, but I think a lot had to do with like his his wife talked him out of it. I don't think she liked the culture or whatever, whatever the situation was. I think Luke, Luke Fickle was the number one option. I know for a fact Tucker got interviewed first, but I think that was more of like a uh, Rooney rule. Yeah. Well, maybe, but I think it was just like kind of, you know, making it seem like your number one is not clear type of thing. But I think, I do think Tucker was the number two option all along, but I do think that uh, Fickle was always going to be who they were going all in for. And the but second if- Fickle said, no, they, they threw a bag at Tucker and then, and, and made him made him change his mind.
1: What about Narduzzi, though? I, I Narduzzi was unbelievable as, an, as a D coordinator at Michigan State. He has come out as D'Antonio's best friend. It seemed like he was next in line. I've even seen quotes from him saying when he retires, he'll be tailgating at Spartan Stadium every Saturday. Why was he not the guy that they wanted to go after?
2: I think that Narduzzi honestly turned it down before anybody even reached out to him. So I think, I don't know if that was a state thing. Like, they reached out and he was like, no, I don't think so. I think he actually likes what he's doing in Pittsburgh. And I knew a lot of state fans that did not want him back. Just really? not, nothing that he did wrong. Like, he was a great defense coordinator. He's always going to be thought of as at, at Michigan State. But yeah. he, what he had done at Pitt for, what, four or five years was, you know, it was nothing. So, I mean, this year he's, he's, he started off great. But... Before that it was just like, do we want to have a coach that you know gets us six, seven, maybe maybe eight wins? Like and that's in the ACC. So like that's in the true. Big Ten, you're just you're just gonna get slaughtered every single week with that kind of talent. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was like the consensus, like, yeah, Narduzi would be an option, but like that's not really what a lot of the fans wanted.
1: How what what was the vibe like? How how did it hit you in your heart when he put out the
2: "I'm not fucking leaving" tweet? <laughs> it was that one. I don't know if that one hurt as much as Fickle's Fickle's tweet that said he wasn't leaving. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The Narduzzi, it was just like, come on, you know, like <laughs> that, it I felt mean, like
1: he could have done that. Like he stabbed the the, the Sparty fan base oh, yeah. in their backs when oh, they yeah. you know they love him. It felt like it, it was pretty unnecessary, honestly. for was. A guy who, I mean. Yeah.
2: Because a lot of Michigan State fans like still root for an Arduzzi. like they still right, want him right. to do well. Like nothing he's ever done has been rubbed us the wrong way or anything like that. But like, yeah, putting out something like that—that's like, I mean, it, it was probably he won a lot of his fans over. Yeah, but like yeah. maybe yeah. that's really all I cared about. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's like we didn't even ask you out, girl. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like we we didn't. I didn't ask you out, did I? <laughs> exactly. Love
1: it. exactly. All right, well, um, let's move on to our last segment here. We're going zero to 90. Um, so I told you guys a little bit about this, but it's a—it's essentially a 30-second hot take that we do. Um, so you can say whatever you want, whether it's a hot take, something you want to get off your chest, it doesn't matter. Um, we'll let the boys here, Jack and Kalen, show you how it's done first and then um, let you guys have your shot here. So, um, Jack, do you want to get us going? I'm ready, baby. All right, I see a couple props here. I'm thinking that might be a part of your zero.
0: (laughs) May or may not be a part of it near the end. All
1: right. All right, Jack, your zero to 90 starts now.
0: All right. The offense is getting a lot of hype. You know, we heard some hype over the offseason about, you know, our D-line with Hutchinson and Pay and all those guys coming back. I'm looking at our secondary. I think Andre Seldon will be an impact freshman right away. I think Daxton Hill is going to move the corner. Vincent Gray is a lockdown guy, and we've got a veteran in Brad Hawkins at safety. I think the secondary is going to surprise some people, and we'll do uh, that'll be one of our stronger positions on the field. Also, Tennessee opening up this weekend against South Carolina Gamecocks. Vols by ninety.
1: <laughs> That's it. All right, there you go. Vols by ninety. Okay, Jack. Jack picks a new team literally every week. So no, no, no.
0: This is my SEC team. Texas okay. is my Big Twelve team, and. Uh, who's my that's ACC team? A lot I don't of really work. have one. North Carolina?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Mac uh, Mac Brown. Oh,
4: Notre Dame, sorry. Syracuse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Notre Dame. You already <laughs> got <laughs> all the Notre Dame guys. So. Right, oh, man. Hey, Jack, I was about to slap you this week, man. <laughs> uh, he's, like, texting us, like, I think I like Notre Dame. And we're like, Fuck <laughs> <you."> <laughs> no. yeah, so, so deprived of college
3: football. I've gone insane. I think about I think about Lispur and Lou Holtz whenever, whatever. That's my like Notre Dame. That's <laughs> so the problem. So all those guys, if you do the right not the guys who win these games. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> That's what Connor's to deal with every
1: week. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kalen, we're going to you. Your zero to ninety starts now.
4: Okay, I saw an article with uh, Ronnie Bell. This week where he was talking about Nico Collins. He said he's uh, one of the best receivers, personally, I've ever been around. One of the best receivers. So, of course, not having him. It's kind of buns, really.
1: I just thought that was funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of buns. It's going to be
1: buns without Nico Collins in the, in that wide receiver room. That's for sure. So, All right. I like it. All right. Who wants to go next? Don can go. I'll go. All right. Don, your zero to ninety starts now. Right. Um,
3: I really believe um, to get Joe Milton set, in, I think we're going to have him throwing sixty times a game. I think the running game is going to have a big, is going to be a big factor with um, with a healthy Zach Charbonnet and also Hassan Haskins. I really believe that Michigan is going to have two one thousand yard rushers this year, all of the seventies um, with 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 Rob Lytle and I forget the other guy's name was. This, um, there was the other person's name that, that did it back in the 70s with Bo. we I think it's going to be Smash Mouth Football, and I think we're gonna I think Joe is gonna flourish a lot of these receivers uh, off of that off of a very strong running game this year. And I think that's going to make a difference going forward in the
1: win-loss column. All right. Two Two yard rushers in an eight game season. <gasps> I didn't think about the. Oh, the- they're, they're nice. We're talking is, about guys. hype. Yeah, now we're talking about hype.
3: Every- you okay. want to Stick with
1: that. What, <laughs> what
0: they're
3: going to do? They're going to be on pace. Actually, edit that. They're going to be on pace for one thousand yards.
1: We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah.
3: I say they're going to be on pace for one thousand yards. Like, we just just corrected. That's what that's what I that's all what right, I meant. All all right. I
1: like it. Me. I I don't disagree with the take. Is I mean a thousand for nine games is a lot, but on pace I like that a lot. I think. Josh Gaddis's offense is going to be solid. So, all right, Connor, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Connor, your zero to ninety starts now.
2: I think uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a bold prediction here, and I think it's going to blow everybody out of the water right now. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. I'm going. I'm going. To Michigan State finishes at least 500 in 2020. Wow. And the only reason I say that is because I, I okay. Let's get this straight. I predicted them to go three and five in my predictions, like actual predictions. But since we're being bold and I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling a little confident now, listening to you guys trash me a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I think that there are at least four winnable games on the schedule that they should win. Four games that they should win. Unless they go four and four in the regular season, win the fifth game crossover game over 500 year one. That's a huge win for Tucker.
3: That would be, that would be just, that would be unreal. I would I would give him I would like give him a a, a bonus if he did something like that. That would be that's just, that'd be mind boggling. I'm not saying it's not, not possible, but I think it would be just a. Feel free to come back to this when it's
2: completely wrong. It's, <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no. It's no, it's it could it can happen. You're just attitude and playing together. And some folks may have you know COVID and, and
2: can't show up, so they're forfeit. So it's three True. forfeits. It's a different season so. <laughs> too. You
1: never know who who would be their four wins.
2: Um, I'd go Northwestern. I'm gonna go Indiana just because I think that state Ooh. kind of
1: Might they always be. have that. You never know. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's at home.
2: It's at home. Um, it's gonna be a tough one, but I think Indiana, Northwestern, Maryland, and Rutgers. So there's yeah. four, that's yeah. four, yep. four, four
1: four winnable games. Four yeah,
2: they yeah, they are. They yeah. are. Y'all better beat Ruck. Y'all better beat Rutgers though, because if, if they don't they, beat Rutgers, I you won't hear from me for like weeks. No, so because because they're because
3: fa- they're fa- I mean, the thing is, they don't bother us no more. If we beat them seventy-eight nothing. They don't bother us no more. No, they but bother. they they have been just harassing them like bees in a, never at a picnic, them. It's just man. like go away, go away. <laughs> 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 I mean, so yeah, I'm gonna watch that in case. But I wanted Nebraska this year because one thing, one rule, one unwritten rule we have on our podcast is Nebraska and Rutgers slander is always welcome.
2: <laughs> go back right. to the big twelve. Yeah, go, get out of here.
1: Love it. All right. Anybody want to get me started here? I got I gotta end it for us.
2: One of the regulars wanna do it? What do you say? Get you to... oh yeah. Shit, yeah. you gotta eat yours. Nobody I wants do, to hear I that. Do. Come on. <laughs> Kalen, I don't have any
0: to
4: say. Come on.
1: <laughs>
4: All right, Roe. Your zero to ninety starts now.
1: All right, so Cameron Grown came out and said his quote was I am scared for everyone else, honestly, when asked about his linebacking core. I think that his linebacker core is going to be unbelievable. Him and Josh Ross, Michael Barrett is going to be an absolute stud at the Viper position. I think it's going to be the best position group for Michigan, and nobody's talking about it here. Um, I know Cameron Grown has been a stud, but it's going to be something – Everyone's talking about the offense. Nobody's talking about the defense. But I think McGrown and company are going to be studs, and McGrown could be a top draft pick coming out of this year.
2: I, I agree. Like it. I like play. it. Let's go. Better than your third string quarterback?
1: No, Just wait. Just man, wait. Do <laughs> that sound again, Don. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oh, What's it. well, the fifth
3: pick of the third round? Oh. The Detroit Lions select like Dan Valari. Oh, quarterback. definitely going oh, to the, the Lions. The Lions? Oh, man. So I thought me, Chris was
1: Look who's going to the Lions. It's going to be Dan Valari. <laughs> Connor's going to be like, I hate my I, life. If that ever
2: happens, like, honest to God, like, you need to keep this tape because that's gonna that's that's gonna be the most retweeted thing I'll, I'll ever oh, see on my oh timeline. My oh, I,
1: yeah. Hey, Dan Valari's got the best hype tape out there, though. His 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 film, oh, is dude. Legit. And also, just a, yeah. a regular public service announcement. The best way, the best way to be a
3: Lions fan is to never expect them to win. So they're just helping somebody out out
1: there. Exactly. exactly. All of exactly. us. We need it. <laughs> I've, I cannot wait till October twenty fourth because I cannot take another week of watching just the Lions that I'm yeah. invested in here. I, I've
3: already paid for Sunday tickets, so I have to watch it. So it is. You're, on yeah. it. You're still invested? Wow. I mean, uh, I, 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 <laughs> technically, I can't cancel it, so it. it I, I checked. You out on you in. They got it's my money brutal. already, so hey, I've gotta walk it. Just
4: red zone and just, just let the winners play. You know?
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I should have done, but I was like, I need football. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Don, plug yourself. Plug your Twitter here. Uh, well,
3: my Twitter handle is Donovan, like Donovan McNabb. D O N O V A N M, as in Michael Thomas. That's my Twitter handle, and our 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 podcast handle is at a podcast divided. So come on and follow us and. We do Michigan, Michigan State stuff almost every day, and we have a podcast um, once a week. So we're looking forward to
2: just continuing to talk more Michigan, Michigan State stuff.
1: All right, perfect. Connor,
2: how about you? It's at Connor Muldowney, C-O-N-N-O-R, and then M-U-L-D-O-W-N-E-Y. And if you want to get really annoyed and and listen to a lot of trolling, go to Spartan Avenue. Uh, It's at Spartan Avenue F-S. You, you guys
1: are great. And it's what's the um, is it spartanavenue.com?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, perfect. I mean, you guys are the trolls of all trolls for Michigan fans. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I swear, half the reason for Michigan and Michigan State hitting each other is spartanavenue.com and Emerald exactly. Park, So Exactly.
3: And so that's why we're tapping in, we're tapping in hatred with our podcast. So we went. We want all the people that hate Michigan, that they hate Don Thomas, that they hate Connor, come on and rib mm-hmm. us and just watch us. That's all we
1: want. It's fun. Perfect. Even hate views help, right? Yeah, well, of we course, love the man. hate views. So. I, want you, I welcome the trolls, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. And you can find us at Blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as YouTube, uh, Blue by 90 podcast. Um, follow us, subscribe, like, do it all. Um, we love you here. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Connor, go ahead. Connor, go, green. Nothing. Go, green. go green. We'll let him do it. We'll let yeah. him do it. This is one time.
2: Not saying go blue. <laughs> cut that. Just edit that. We'll edit it out. <laughs> Just cut my word saying go blue. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. If I come up with
1: yeah. you, and both drunk on the elevator when I kiss you for the first time in New York City. I
2: can't get enough of it. I swear to God, I never fall in love. I never fall in love, but I can't get enough of it. First off, I'm not sorry.
3: I won't apologize to nobody. You play like I'm invisible.